What's going on, guys? You're here with the good Dr. Landon Hill. We're here to light it up, and for everyone else, it's lights out, and we're here with the Three Count Podcast. I'm in fashion, bro, with cold passion. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man. That leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And like every good Sherpa, which by now, you know, our 200th and something episode, you should just do it just like your tribal chief and acknowledge me. But like every good Sherpa, it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring today? Well, he comes to us from the Wrestling Open, Invictus, Action, Scenic, Chaotic, ESW, TRP, PPW, ASW, and APC. He is... The one who keeps people alive by adjusting their spine. He is Landon Hale. What's going on, brother? What's up, man? I'm hyped, dude. I was hyped when I when we ran into each other up in Massachusetts, and I was like, "There's no way that I cannot have this guy on my podcast." So we're gonna have to have this conversation. <laughs> Absolutely, that was a great intro too. I mean, I wish that like the next time I come out, I have to have you now on my side, so that way you give me that intro. That was actually really cool. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing it. You know, it's funny because like I, I did that. I, cause I love doing like these intros and stuff like that. And, uh, Trisha Dora, when we, when I had her on the podcast and I did her interview, she said the same thing. I was like, yo, I'm available for bookings. Like you can always just put me on <laughs> as your first, Let's do it. your <laughs> personal ring announcer. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, you're like my personal Paul Heyman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That would be awesome. I definitely will walk around and do that stuff. Actually, there's another dude I know too. Uh, he's really good at his, uh, Corey Cross. He's actually really great at like, because he that's his that's his like idol, right? He idolizes Paul Heyman, and he like the way he talks, the mannerisms. Like he's really big into deathmatch wrestling, but he can get anybody over, and he's like very sick with the way he does his promos. I'm always like I'm always hyped getting ready to talk to him and stuff, and it's I get energized just by being around him, so it's always just right. funny to see him. That's awesome. Yo. But like I mentioned, right, we met at the Wrestling Open. We talked to each other at Invictus, right, uh, let them fight. And, uh, yo, man, we just kept this relationship going. And I definitely have been hyped about it. So I'm going to ask this question, but I'll jump. Who is Landon Hale? So Landon Hale is is a guy. He's, he's born in Pikeville, Kentucky, a very small town of Pikeville, Kentucky. And I say that I'm built from there, meaning like I was born in the hospital there. And it's it's the largest. So I'm from the largest county in Kentucky. And I, I live in Harold, Kentucky, or I was born and raised in Harold, Kentucky, a very small town where there's uh, a couple of gas stations, a couple of churches, a drive through liquor store, one red light. So it's very small town as you can get it. Um, I was born and raised in the Appalachian Mountains. So I'm, I'm a country boy at heart. I mean, I may not come across as a country boy, like, you know, not shooting guns or going hunting or anything like that, but, you know, born and raised in the country. So that's that's me. Um, yeah, so grew up, um, so my dad passed away when I was seven. So I was, so I was raised by my mom, uh, majority of my life. And I guess there's a lot of struggles with, I wouldn't say a lot of struggles, but just a lot of hardship when it comes to like not having a dad to raise me. And that was one of the things that, uh, that we bonded over was wrestling before he passed away. And, and so just being from a small town, you know, it's like, it's the small town where like you can go out to, uh, the town, whether it be like the next town's over. And you just say hey to someone and they know who you are. That's how local it is. And then so moved to, uh, so went to school in in Eastern Kentucky, 
fast forward, you go to school in Georgia where I went to chiropractic school and I was also uh, trained by a couple of trainers and which I'll mention them later. And then, uh, and after that, uh, found my now wife and now we're up here in Massachusetts because she loves this area. And she was like, I want to move back here. We talked about it and I gave this place a chance and here I am in, uh, in Massachusetts getting ready for the fall. Well, actually it's fall now, which is beautiful here. Yeah. And then getting ready for the winter and, you know, just living life. So I'm adjusting people by day and killing people by night. Well, not really killing people by night, but tearing no, them no, up no, by no. night. hundred percent. Like don't let them fool you. That's exactly what he's doing. Uh, yes. Because like, I've seen this man in the ring and he is definitely like all over the place and he's very good at his job. So trust <laughs> me. Yes. Killing people, getting those victories. That's maybe that's a better word to say. <laughs> yes, I appreciate the love, man. But yeah, just uh, adjusting people by day, uh, breaking their spines by night, and then giving them my card and say, "Hey, come to the office. I'll take care of you." It's like it's like it's like Britt Baker, but for like adjustments. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and that's a and that's a concept because I think um, I, I'm trying to remember. I think it was Peter, or it was it was, it was someone from Invictus. I don't, know, I don't know if it was Peter Rosado or the other uh, announcer. I can't think of his name. But I know they mentioned medical doctor, and I was trying to explain to him that it's not medical because we're not in the medical field, but we're in the but we're chiropractors, right. but we are in the doctor field. So you can still have doctor of chiropractic, you can still have doctor of dentistry, doctor of medicine, doctor of right. pharmacy. Like you, there's a lot that you can do with it, but it is the right term DC, which stands for doctor of chiropractic. Nice. Well, I see. And it's funny too because like you mentioned, like growing up from like a small town in like. In Kentucky, right? And I can relate because I grew up in a small town in Nebraska, right? Mm-hmm. Of like 1,200 people. You know, you, you at least you had a stoplight. We had a welcome to Baird on both sides of our sign, right? That's how it was, you know? So I understand like that small town life where like everybody knows you, especially within like not even just like the next town, but like you're talking like 45 to an hour away. Somebody knows you by name and they know about you. And that's, that's always like the craziest part to me is like coming up here. Like I live in Maryland and then being in Maryland, like I legitimately, I'm like, bro, I, I don't know how you not know somebody down the road. It's just weird to me. So I guess I never really met strangers. I just meet people like, I'm just like, yo, I treat people like I haven't seen them in like forever. And uh, that's where I think that like, Cause like the Southern hospitality and Midwest hospitality is kind of like in a similar sense that we just like talking to people and getting to know them. And we're just like open and friendly about it. But then like we invest in people and I feel like that's probably like the best. Cause like we want to hear about you. And sometimes like you want to hear those stories. Like when I was living in Georgia, uh, I'm at, I was actually down in St. Mary's and I remember like people used to stop me all the time at like the local Walmart and just want to divulge what they learned in church that Sunday. And I'm like, I really don't care. I have to actually get back to my store and open it. But, uh, you know, like, I I didn't want to be rude, but I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I do understand where you're coming from. And I remember, like, my uh, my wife got driven crazy because uh, she's from Massachusetts as well. And uh, living in Georgia was just, like, a culture shock to her. And she's like, I don't like it here. She's like, I got to (laughs) move. Yeah, and that's kind of, like, the same situation with me because, you know, again, being in Kentucky for 24 years and and then in Georgia for probably about four years on that. I'm always used to the South and it's, it definitely is a culture shock because my wife, she's never been to Kentucky. And I remember we were getting ready to drive somewhere and I believe we're at a red light and these guys next to us were like, excuse me, do you mind if we get in front of you? We got to go over to, we got to get over into your lane to go to Walmart, take this exit. And they're like, yeah, sure. And then my wife's like, you will never hear that in the Northeast. Like if they roll down their window, it's either to flip you off or to cuss you out. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. 
when I when I moved from uh, so when I was in the military, I went from Hawaii to Massachusetts, right? And uh, mind you, I went from like Nebraska to Texas to Hawaii, then out to Massachusetts. So it was like four different cultures already just mixed differently. And so when I landed, I remember being, I remember being in Boston. And my mother-in-law was like, here, I need you to drive. I don't really want to. I don't feel safe driving in, in Boston. It's like, but you're from here. All right, whatever. So anyway, as we get the car, I start driving. And the lady next to me flips off the semi next to me. And I was like, oh, I'm home. This is what it feels like to be in the Northeast. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I was like, I love, I was like, I love Massachusetts. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So – how did you get into the business? That's the other part that I guess we got to figure out. So again, that was one of the, so when I was watching wrestling and I've heard from some of my dad's friends that they said that they loved or that he loved wrestling growing up. I've heard from my mom that he didn't watch it till I watched it. So there's different stories on that end, but I do know that we did watch and we shared uh, watching WCW together. That was more of our thing was WCW versus WWF. And I was more of a luchador favorite wrestler, so like Psychosis, Rey Mysterio, uh, like the high flyers, like Chris Jericho and, and Eddie Guerrero. He was more of like the NWO, like the bigger men, like Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan. And so with that being said, I remember watching like V, like this is old school now, VCRs, where he's, no one will know what a VCR is. <laughs> but uh, but we, we popped into the old VHS tape, and uh, it was like an old school WCW bash at the beach, like compilation of different matches. Mm. And I remember that was like one of the things that got me hooked. I was like, this is awesome. And and obviously when he passed away, I kind of weaned away from it. And, you know, it was just like a like a traumatic, I wouldn't say traumatic, but it was just like a traumatic experience. And and then I remember seeing an ad on, or not an ad, but a commercial on TV. I remember going to a basketball tournament when I was like fourth grade. And I remember seeing the triple threat for the WrestleMania 20 match. And I was like, oh, wow, they still have wrestling. And I see Ray Mysterio pop up. I'm like, that, that's a guy that I used to look up to. Then I got back into it, watched it throughout, you know, and then it's been on and off, you know, growing up. And in my area of Kentucky, it's not like, you know, the South where you have a lot of wrestling. It's not in like popular, like the Northeast. It's a hotbed where like you can go to any like town and it's popping with, with pro wrestling. Right. The, the East, the Eastern part of Kentucky, it's very known just for TV wrestling. So it's like TNA would come into town. Everyone's excited. WWE would come into town. It's exciting, but no one would say, would pay attention to the independent scenes because there's not really much to offer in East Kentucky. And this isn't bashing on it, but there's a lot going on. So I, so I get finished with school. I'm getting ready to, or I guess undergrad, I was getting ready to go down to Georgia. And this was a few months before moving down to Georgia. One of my, uh, one of my friends made a post on Facebook and he was saying like, compare two wrestlers. And so I said my two wrestlers. And then after that, I kept asking questions and more questions and more questions. And I got to thinking, I'm like, I only have one life to live. Let's see where this takes me. And so I decided to ask him questions because, you know, wrestling and I mean, I'm sure like we've had experiences like and I'm sure a lot of other wrestlers had experiences of wrestling in backyards beforehand or they've wrestled with like stuffed dolls or stuffed animals or something like that, just pretending like they're their favorite wrestlers. And so I did that when I was little. I'm like, this this isn't going to be any different. I just got to be careful, blah, blah, blah. So I, I texted my buddy and I was like, how do you get into pro wrestling? And then he said, meet me here at this date. And so I did, and this was like July of 2018, so four years ago. 
we go to my buddy's backyard, which he passed away, unfortunately, last year. Rest in peace to him. And it was in – and so the ring was set out back. And as I took a back bump, I was like, oh, hell, this hurts, but I love it. And I started wrestling, and it seemed like it was in a video game where you just do random moves all the time. And it felt like I was a kid in a candy store. And so my buddy was like, okay, I really wish I can give you more of the techniques, but I think you should be trained by someone that knows more of their, like what they're talking about. So he sent me to a guy by the name of Mike Sampson, which he used to go by Mike Scarberry. He wrestled for WWF and did like some jobber stuff, like to the Steiner brothers, to uh, the Hart Foundation. And then I was there for, I think I had two training sessions. And so I would drive an hour and a half to St. Paul, Virginia. And it was like in a rinky dink basement, very old school, like something you'd see like Arnold Schwarzenegger would lift in because it's like so 1970s old school, like the rust is coming off the ceiling. It's amazing. And it was the old and it was the old school ring with the with the spring in the middle. So Mm. when we took bag bumps on it, it hurt like hell. So we would go through and we'd go through the basics first day. Then the next week goes by, I go through. And so that was like my second training session. So there's a local promotion that I was wanting to wrestle for. And they're doing this like little tournament in Kentucky. You have to have your wrestling. You have to have a wrestling license in order to wrestle. Or you have to have a license to wrestle, to ref anything. So I get to the venue and the promoter's wife was like, do you have a license? I said, yeah. And she's like, okay, you're going to uh, be a ref tonight. And obviously I'm down and I get it. Cause you know, people have their coming ups. Like they have to pay their dues with X, Y, Z before they can actually step into the ring. And two guys that I'm always going to be thankful for on any podcast is JT Walker and Eric Porter, because with without those guys, I wouldn't have made my first start. They set the ring up on time and they're very they're not very well to like have the ring set up and have like ring time before the show starts. So that time they did. And JT and Eric, they come up to me like, hey, uh, how long have you been wrestling? I was like, I've just trained for a couple of times. They're like, okay, let's get you in the ring and see what's going on because they need some extra guys. Went through the basics, very basic stuff, and they see that I was like quick with listening, quick with whatever, and they were like, you need to put him on. So I, with only two training sessions, I had my first two matches because I won the first one, and then I lost the second one. And then from there, I only had two more matches, which my third one ended up being for the heavyweight title because they knew that I was going down to Georgia. So as I came down to Georgia – I looked into different schools. You had like what used to be known as a nightmare factory. It was used to be one fall, I think, right. or something like that. You have AR Fox's school, which I later go to before I came up here. And then you have like a bunch of others. And again, no disrespect to them, but they are all great in any aspect. But just like the training that I had, it's always good to learn from the old school foundation. And that's where I found Robert Gibson of the Rock and Roll Express. And I trained under him for about two and a half years. And I remember having maybe a few, I'd say like maybe like five or six training sessions because that was during that transition of getting used to, to the doctorate program, understanding how I can juggle both of them at the same time. So then January comes along, the quarter's done and I'm like, okay, I can finally go to a show. And so as I show up to a show, the first rule of, you know, one of the first rules of wrestling is bring your gear, always bring your gear. Luckily I did. And I stuck out like a sore thumb because none of it matched, but it was fine for what it was. Someone didn't show up and I ended up being in the tag team championship match. And then the next month's show, I was advertised to be in a tag match. And coincidentally enough, my tag partner was out. Uh, My opponent's tag partner was out. So it was a singles match for the tag team titles. And I remember 
I invited like my class and like 20 of the, I mean, there's like a hundred and some of them that I don't really talk to, but like of them all, like 20 or 30 of them showed up to support. And I was nervous and I had my singles match and we go on, I lose, but I go to the back and it was that like the aha moment that this is something that clicked to me. And then Robert comes to the back and he's, he gives me a hug. He's like, great job, kid. I'm so proud of you. And then from there, it's just been skyrocketing, which I remember last year in May, we uh, the school shut down because of um, because someone else bought out the building. Mm. And and then so after that, you know, he stopped training and stuff like that. We still talk to this day, but I looked into AR Fox's school and I swung by and he was like, yeah, you're more than welcome to train here anytime. And, you know, AR Fox took me under his wing a little bit. And then now I'm up here and I'm training under um, Chase Delmonte and those guys at uh, New England Pro Wrestling Academy in uh, North Andover, Massachusetts. Yeah, so that's a lot of cool schools that you get to be, like, in touch with and a lot of cool people that you get to work with, right? Because, like, Robert Gibson, honestly, everybody's going to talk about him because they just know he's legendary, right? King of the hot tag, right? That's that's what uh, <laughs> my trainer refers to him as. And, oh, then, yeah. uh, and then AR, of course, like, you know, we've, uh, we've had a couple of his students on and talked to him about, you know, their school and stuff like that. So, yeah, you definitely are, like, obviously like, hitting all the right places and, uh, that's cool though. And that's an interesting journey to just be able to travel different places. And obviously you're picking up and moving, but then you're still learning from everybody. So that's definitely, that's definitely a uh, pretty badass. Uh, one of my favorite questions to ask every person that comes on this podcast, right. Is what's the worst bump you've taken? Ooh, the worst bump that I've ever taken. Uh, I would see, I, I really wanted to make a joke and just be like this one, because this is the one that caused me to break my wrist, <laughs> but <laughs> I'd say, I don't know. I really don't have that many bad, but I'd probably say, I would say like the, the outside, um, like the outside apron, like the outside row or outside, outside of, outside of the ring. Like, I guess, I mean, it's not that bad. I've taken a bump on the like on sand at a beach which it wasn't bad mm-hmm. probably the worst bump i've ever taken was probably a poison rana but those aren't even that bad right yeah so i i'd probably say the poison rana but to be honest all my bumps that i've taken aren't really that bad i mean some of I, I will say though there has been some that's knocked the wind out of me where it's like you get up so high and then like because sometimes it does have that trampoline effect where like it lands perfectly and you're like okay it's not that bad, but there's other times where as it comes up and then as it lands, it kind of lands awkward. And then you're just like, <gasps> yep. like it knocks the wind out of you. So I've had some of those moments, but nothing like too crazy of bumps. Cause I really haven't been in any type of like specialty matches, I guess, if you want to call them or special matches, like no ladder matches or anything like that. It's always been singles or tags. Yeah, no, I definitely can. I can, I can relate. I know I took, uh, I did a carrot as I was, uh, giant senton from like the top rope and Ooh. it was like the second uh training practice that i've ever done and i was like i can do this because he can do it and i did it and i was like i remember looking at my trainer my trainer was me he's just like so what did we learn i was like we're never doing that again yeah never, <laughs> <laughs> never in a million years i was like i learned a valuable lesson that day <laughs> yep. yo so this is kind of the cool aspect of uh our conversation, right? Because like, I'm a certified personal trainer, obviously you're, you're a doctor, a chiropractor, right? You're fixing everybody's spines. But the more important part of the conversation is about taking care of yourself, not just like inside the ring, but also outside the ring, right? Because 
we take a lot of bumps. There's no secret that wrestling is taxing on the body. But, you know, as far as, like, getting in and getting checked up and, like, making sure that everything's just kind of functioning right and just, like, whether we want to work on the strength side or we just want to get stuff popped and just make get that release in, uh, in our body, how important is it to, like, get in and see someone to help you, uh, you know, stay in line? It, it's always important because when – and I'm, I'm gonna ask you. And I'm gonna ask you a question. So when you think of, and and this is an honest question. There's no like harsh feelings or anything like that. But when you think of chiropractic, what do you think of? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Oh, uh, Doctor, was it Bo Hightower, my man with the giant sledgehammer? It's you be on yeah. YouTube right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no, but like usually the first people would think is like neck pain or back pain. And the thing is, is that yes, we do we do fix those, but it also goes deeper than that because at least from my standpoint, because you see people nowadays like they have YouTube channels where they adjust and I'm sure they do the adjustments to take care of them. But but majority of the people, they want to get on there because they're addicted to like the like the popping noises. That's what they're addicted to. Our thing is, is that we want to make sure that your spine is in the best alignment possible. So I'll give you like a very quick rundown of chiropractic. So when you look at the spine from the front, it's supposed to be straight up and down. And then from the side, you're supposed to have curves. You're supposed to have a nice curve in the neck and a nice curve in the low back, and it curves forward, and then a curve in the mid-back that curves to the rear. Anytime your spine gets misaligned and it puts pressure on the nerves, that's what we call a subluxation. That's not a known term in the real world, but a subluxation is a misalignment in the spine, puts pressure on the nerves, and those nerves not only go to every muscle in the body, but it also goes to every organ in the body. So it goes to the heart, the liver, the kidney, you name it. So if someone ever tells you that they're, like no one's ever told you that their thyroid hurts, right? but they may tell you that they have a thyroid condition. And it's because mm-hmm. if there's a subluxation or misalignment, puts pressure on the nerves. So the nerves are not working, the nerves are not working at 100%. So therefore it's not feeding to the organ at 100% for it to work at 100%. Mm-hmm. So you're not gonna have pain, you're just gonna have poor organ function. So you may have uh, nerves that are not working to the heart correctly, you may have aryth- arrhythmias, you may not have the the nerves work into the lungs properly you may have asthma or bronchitis and there's so on and so forth so the best example that i can give is like headaches when people think of headaches they usually go get medicine or over-the-counter medicine just to make sure but what it's doing is masking the symptoms and you're taking it every single time and also on top of that too it's adding extra effects onto the liver it's it's damaging the organs itself Whereas what we do is we find the root of the problem, we find that subluxation, and then we make sure we get it into alignment so the way your spine, your nerves work at 100%. So with that being said, it's always great to get your spine checked because nowadays when people think of you know, chiropractors, again, they think just on a spinal level, they don't think deeper than that. And there's people that's been off of medications because they've been really well-known under chiropractic care. And my mom, for example, she was, she went to a chiropractor like years and years and years ago, but then as you know, my wife and I were talking to her about the importance of chiropractic care and getting your body into the best shape possible. You know, she would go see a chiropractor and now some of the medicine she's been taking, she's actually weaning off of it. And so those are the benefits of actually getting your spine in check. And people think it's a hoax and that's not the case. It's the fact that we're getting your spine into the best shape possible so we can avoid surgeries. We can avoid hospitalizations. We can avoid medications. And so it's always good to get your spine checked so that way we can see that your body's working at 100%. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like a dimmer switch on a light bulb. So, you know, like the dimmer switch that like with the dials, 
Yeah. So you turn, so you turn that dimmer switch all the way up to 100%, that light bulb is going to shine at 100%. But the, but let's say the dimmer switch is stuck at like 50 or 60%, that light bulb is not going to shine as bright as we want it to go. So what do we do? We can't just call the electric company and tell them to crank up the power. We're not God. We can't, you know, control the power. All we can do is find that one thing that's going to cause that 50 to 60% of that power to turn up to 100%. So that way your body starts naturally healing itself from the brain to the spinal cord out through the nerves to affect the organs. And then it comes back into the brain saying, Hey, we're working at hundred percent. So I hope that kind of met, like, I guess not really dumb it down, but just to make it in like simple terms for everyone that, that wants to understand chiropractic care. No, and that's important. It's just like, you know, obviously like how you just said, right. Proper alignment of the spine, right. You want to make sure that, everything's working at 100% because I think what a lot of people get too is like when someone says like they have a certified they have a, a personal trainer right people are just like oh you just want someone to make you work out sometimes that's the case but other times it's like yo we want to make sure that you're having proper form you know because one thing that can happen right is if you're lifting heavy weights and you're using bad form slip a disc no problem or you can you know damage a muscle and so the idea is that when as far as like wrestling goes and that's when the aspect of it right if we're taking a lot of bumps and stuff and our back isn't like equipped to handle that stuff sometimes like adding more muscle to it or getting checked out make sure everything's in alignment right that everything is working properly so that when you do take those bad bad bumps like it's not as bad as what it could be right like we've seen people take some pretty gnarly bumps and like just jacked their spine all up right and then you know, they go in, they have to get surgery, and then they go through PT, and then they have to get through care, and then they go through training, right? And you're trying to fix and get all their stuff back into the best condition that they can get, right? I think another a person I think of all the time is, uh, I don't know if you remember the receiver, uh, Chicago Bears, I think his name was like Johnny Knox, right? Uh, mm-hmm. He took a really bad hit. Uh, and he was diving in, and the other guy was coming in, hit him from the front, and just folded him back. And uh, now he's obviously no longer in the league, right? Best Godspeed to him too, because I know he's still working on a bunch of nerve damage. But it's like, you know, he's he talks about all the time, like he's going through acupuncture, he's going through chiropractic care, he's going through PT, he's got his own personal trainer. Like the Bears are like helping him with everything that he's got going on. But it's like, yo, like you got to get checked out and you got to make sure that like whatever you're doing in life, right, you have someone there to coach you because <laughs> it's important. <laughs> Exactly. And and on top of that, too, it's always good to have because when people think of chiropractics or like chiropractors or chiropractic, they think that we're just, you know, disregarding everything else. And we're not because there's always a time and place for medicine. There's always a time and place for hospitals. There's always a time and place for PT. Hell, like after I get out of this, you know, I'm more than likely going to have to go to I'm definitely going to have to go see a physical therapist because there's always a time and place for people with with what they do. And I'm very thankful for everyone that's going through or that is a physical therapist or that is doing something within the medical field. And so it's never a knock on any of those professions. It's just if we can be that first line of defense so that way you don't have to worry about it, then it's like, okay, then we're doing our job. But if we see that, you know, results may not happen within like the first day. And that's something else that people need to understand too is that one adjustment is not going to help your problem. I mean, you may feel good after or you may feel sore after. It's just like going to the gym. You know, you work your legs out so much that the next day you're going to feel sore. Same thing with your body, with the, with your spine, because it's not used to those types of movements that you're like, okay, my body isn't used to this, so I'm going to feel sore the next few days. And that's going to happen, but you will see the results. And it's all about, it's kind of like putting braces on teeth. You know, in one, two, three years, it's going to get the teeth to go straight. 
Same thing with your spine. If we want it to be in the best correction, it's going to take time, but it's your health. Not so much your spine, but it's it's your health. Yeah, I remember reading a story. I was in a story with uh, on a video thing. Uh, Hightower had it on there. This dude who had this gnarly, he had this gnarly alignment from his neck. Like it was just bowed out like a serious bow. And throughout time, like you could see, like I think he came in, he came in like every week. But like from like the first video they had where he was like curved, you could see like he was starting to straighten out. And he even said it himself. He's like, I can actually lay down in my bed. That was like the craziest thing for me to hear because I was just like here. And he's like on my back instead of like on his side. I was like, that was one of the craziest things to me. I was like, dang, dude, like you could see like throughout time, like he was getting worked on. It was cool. But I definitely wanted to throw some props because I know that's what your field is. And I'm like, yo, like we got to talk about like how good and how much time it takes to actually get everything together and in line. Cause you see videos of people getting popped and it's almost like, I don't know, sometimes some people uh, fantasize it and to make it seem like it was like instant results. And we know that's not the case, especially when it goes to, to whether you're in the gym, cause obviously no person goes into the gym one day and then it's like obviously able to like bench press 400 pounds, right? That's just not a thing. It just right. it takes time. So definitely, I'd appreciate the fact that you're able to come on and talk to us a little bit about, hey, yo, like, when you go there, it's not a, it's not an insecure. Just give it time and work with it. Absolutely. And if there's anyone out here that's listening to this, once it gets aired, you know, I'm more than, you know, feel free to shoot me a message about chiropractic care. And, you know, I'll be able to, to, you know, give the best answer possible for you. And it's going to be a very straightforward answer. So if anyone that has any questions about chiropractic care, feel free to message me. I'm open to anything. Bet. Don't worry, we'll put those plugs at the end of the show. You guys don't need them right now because we're going to go into our next thing. Uh, what's the hardest lesson you've had to learn being in the business? Hardest lesson I've learned being in the business is take your time, slow down, and listen. Because out of the four years that I've been wrestling, it seems like it's everything isn't going to come to you all of a sudden. And, you know, it may happen to some people. But I also am a firm believer in God, which, you know, it's not for like the people like if you believe in whatever, but I'm just stating my beliefs is that I'm a firm believer in God where it's like if you take your time with everything, it's going to, you know, think great things are naturally going to come to you. So you may have so like, for example, you may have someone that's been in the business for 10, 12, 14 years, and they're finally, you know, getting to get that big TV spotlight versus someone that's been in it for two or three years. And they're finally, and they're busting down doors and they're on AEW, they're on WWE doing stuff like that. Go at the own, go at the pace that's going to be beneficial for you. And I think this may be a sign that like, Hey, like I'm getting all these good bookings, but also it's good to slow down and not overthink things. And, you know, the time will come for you. So I think that's, Again, I've learned that the hard way as well is that you need to take your time when it comes to like, you know, wrestling, you know, again, you can, you can be the weekend warriors where you have like the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday bookings, uh, like, you know, traveling on the road. And that may be for you. It's also just making sure that you understand again, how your body is going to handle all of that, making sure that it's the, it's the better booking for you. Um, it's, it's, if it's for the right reasons then take those bookings, but you also need to learn how to like slow down with it, take your time with it and understand that, Hey, if it's not working out in my favor, like if promotion A doesn't want me, promotion B doesn't want me, it's fine. It's always good to be rejected because it's kind of like, you know, you need to have that time and place that's going to be valuable for you and it's going to value you later on in life. And then, but then maybe promotion C 
may come along and it may help benefit you to promotion D, promotion E, and then maybe go back to promotion A and promotion B. So it's always about taking your time and not rushing the process. Yeah, and that's one thing I think I look at too is like uh, I know like I've had I've I've been able to be at a bunch of different promotions and learned a lot from a lot of different places. But the one thing I definitely look forward to now is because and I understand like look I'm I make no secret all right I'm I'm 37 I'm older right uh, but I definitely tell people like look it, I look for places that are going to invest in me as well like whether you want to put me in like. You want to use me here, use me there, whatever is cool. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes if you guys want me to just be there to start with. But after a while, like if you're not investing in me, you're just kind of like no disrespect, but you're kind of wasting my time because like I have goals and admirations of places I want to be. And I'm not going to be that 21 year old kid who I can hang around in one promotion for four or five years and be like, hey, bet like, look at me. Like I finally got my first shot at a championship and I'm like listen like i don't i don't want to run that i was like i'll be loyal to you i promote every freaking show that i have that comes on board but i also understand that where i want to get to i just can't sit around and wait all day so it's like being patient is definitely important but it's also knowing that if the company is not going to take you at face value or invest in you like it's okay to leave there's a million places to work like you can just go <laughs> Yeah, a thousand percent. And, you know, uh, it, and it, again, it's, it's, it's again, like I was saying, it may not be the right time for you as well. Cause exactly. like there may be, cause like I've had, I've had a promotion and I'm, and I'm, I'm not going to name drop in this scenario, but like I've had a promotion where it's like, you know, I've reached out to them. They're like, okay, we may think about you for later. And then you fast forward like a year and a half later. And again, it could be the experience level. It could be like how you're traveling, how you're, you know, how you're doing with, with working with others and it's like okay now they've finally given me a shot and it's like worth it in the end where it's like okay they're actually taking good care of me and so again it's and like you were saying if they don't take you with face value it's okay to go somewhere else until they're like hey we may want you i've had promotion like i've had a promotion where it's like you know i've reached out to them multiple 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 times where it's like you know just just updating and checking it's always good to update and check until they're they give you kind of like the hint that's like stop bothering me kind of, but, I've had, but, and I mean, I'm sure that's everybody too. And again, you know, promoters, they get busy, they get backed up with people that's wanting to be on their shows, but then you have like some people, they may reach back out like, Hey, we're interested. Send us your stuff. We actually have some spots. It's like, cool. So that's when you, you know, put your foot in the door and that's when you say, Hey, here's what I can do. I like that too. And then, and you know, and the one thing too, is like when that door opens up and just, you know, obviously, like, this is something that we'll talk about, too, because when we talk about giving advice to, like, up-and-coming wrestlers, just be grateful, right? Like, that's the top thing that I'll tell people is, like, just be grateful because, like, they don't have to open that door to you. But even when you do, like, make sure, like, you're grateful, say what's up, you know, always, you know, thank the promoter for the opportunity that they just kind of gave to you. And then, you know, A, show them what you can do and then take off from that point because I think that's important is that a lot of people get in and they kind of act like, well, they owe me. It's like, no, not really. There's a thousand you. <laughs> There's only really one of their their business, right? So that's why I always make sure, like, make sure you just show gratitude, but also, you know, have fun too. Like, it's important. Yeah, and it's always good to, and I'll also piggyback on that too. It's always good to travel to different places because, again, when I moved up to the Northeast, like, and, and I will, I'll also give a shout out to uh, Matt Griffin. He's uh, the owner of uh, Action Wrestling. He was trying to get some momentum going down here in the South for me. And also at Paradigm, shout out to Doug for, uh, and Cam for Paradigm. They were trying to get some momentum built for me because of IWTV is a popular platform to be on. 
So they're trying to build that up for me before I move up to the Northeast. Some people have heard of me, but you know, they have so much talent up here. It's very, it's saturated. It's like, they don't have to pay attention to the South. So when I moved up here, you know, I did, you know, I did travel to, to Buffalo and I did, uh, I did the pre-show for ESW. And then I did, I traveled to, uh, uh, to Richfield Park to, for We Are Wrestling. And I did the Jay Lethal seminar and, you know, Jay Lethal picked me and three other guys to be on the show for the pre-show. And then now with that opportunity, I took a risk on myself. And now, unfortunately enough, I was supposed to be on the We Are Wrestling show. It was supposed to be cool, but now this, um, but no, but it's still like, it, it still shows that like with, with those connections that you've made and also with being at Empire State Wrestling, I've, I've got to talk with another promoter that, that's wanting to bring me in in the future. And so it's always good to make those connections. And it's always about, you know, being there and showing that you're interested. And it, and with those risks, it always comes with a great reward. Yeah, definitely. I know, like, for me, uh, there's actually this massive event coming up. A lot of people know about what's going on, Clash of Champions. We talk about it a couple times. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be cool. Uh, I'm sorry, Clash uh, Contest of Champions. Uh, it's yeah. definitely going to be massive. It's a, it's a big move. Uh, a lot of promotions is going to be there and you get this opportunity to kind of showcase yourself in front of like, I think it's like 30 or 40 different promotions are going to be there. So it's like, if you know, go obviously, you know, but I love the fact that you mentioned the Jay Lethal seminar, because that's the one thing I think a lot of people kind of miss out on too, is that you don't even have to have like the biggest names out there. Right. There could be just like the local talent that's there and like really kind of legend to it, but it's well known around like, the area like the area like hey just go pick their brain and ask questions because at the end of the day there's only two things they're gonna tell you they're gonna tell you the no or they're gonna tell you yes they're gonna give you like a download of information so like don't be afraid to ask questions and you know pick their brain at it absolutely and i agree with you on that um, aspect as well because you'll have these guys like and again you may not have like the guys backstage where it's like that used to be on wwe or that's on aew but you may have these old school hall of famers that they're sitting there and they're waiting for you guys to talk to them. Like Robert Gibson, for example, like, even though I'm trained by him, like sometimes I'll still ask him about like reason why people do this reason why people do that. I always ask, I love for to pick people's brains. And I think that's another important aspect of wrestling is always pick people's brains. That's been in this longer than you because leave your ego at the door. Cause there are times where it's like, if people ask me sometimes, Hey, watch my match. I've been, in this for four years. So it's like, I'll give you the best critiques that I can. Thank you. <laughs> but, but then, but then there's other times too, where people just throw in their, uh, the people will throw in what they want and it's because they care. Like for example, a shout out to Rob Kiljoy, like during the, the Jay lethal seminar, like there's times where like, you know, we understand all this, but Rob's there to help me. Or if it's a match, Rob's there to help me. And so those are always good veterans to have in the business. That's willing to be like, Hey, I want to help. I'm not just saying it just to, you know, boost my ego, but I want to say this to help you get better because they want to see you do well in life. And those are the best type of people to, to pick your brain at. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, listen, so you've been around a lot of different locker rooms. All right. So I just need one do and one don't of the locker room. Okay. One do make sure that you, that you shake everyone's hand, make sure that you, that you, because again, it's, even though it's wrestling, it's a business. We want to make sure that we, that we go around, we shake people's hands we say, hi, nice to meet you. Even though we may have seen them before, or if you have, you know, if they're friends, hug them, whatever. 
but always be always be cordial and always you know thank thank everyone for what they're doing because even from the wrestler that you're wrestling with the ref the promoter hell the sound guy you know you want to be able to be appreciative for the times that you are there uh, do not leave your trash in the locker room because they've spent so much money on the building they've spent so much time to take care of the talent if they're taking care of you then you better take care of the space that they've given you because without that you wouldn't have been there so it's it's that it's that they're taking not just a wrestling standpoint on you but again it's a business they want to take a personal standpoint on you how well do you take care of the locker room how well do you take care of your stuff? Like when it comes to like, you know, like where, like if it's a chair that you sit in, like they want to see how well, like how professional you are. And that's the professional wrestling port. Like they have wrestling where it's taking care of your opponents in the ring or stuff like that. It's always a professional portion of making sure that you take care of business in a very professional manner. And then that will go a long way. Yeah, I agree 100%. Especially shake hands and then clean up after yourself. And then, just don't don't be a pig. Like that's just it's just simple. <laughs> like, don't do don't that. Don't be a don't be a pig and don't be an asshole. That's that I mean you can you, you can have like I mean some people may be maybe assholes, but you know like there's some people that they'll still show signs of respect and that's fine. That may just be their personality, but just don't again leaving your ego at the door. Don't act like you're the best thing since sliced bread. Just go out there and just you know be be grateful to people because again they're giving you the opportunity. So. Don't so don't have that bad reputation. That well, listen, those are all my heavy hitting questions, but we do got to get into the second best. See, we're just gonna change it. We're gonna get into the best segment of the three count podcast, right? And uh, you're probably wondering, like, what was the first? It was actually the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find sometimes on our debate show, but that just really hasn't been a thing lately because it's just kind of missing out. But this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions, and Mr. Hale, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. And uh, whatever your answer is, that's your answer. Sounds good. I'm ready. Not ready, but I'm ready in a not ready sense. (laughs) All right. Well, let's put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing. And in the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Raw. Favorite movie? (laughs) You put me on the spot. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. I like it. I like it. Android or Apple? Apple. Favorite cartoon? Uh, Family Guy. Do you like being popped or popping others? It's probably getting cracked. Oh, I thought you were saying like wrestling. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Uh, 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 Popping others. Okay. Uh, Favorite actor? Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Marvel or DC? Oh, yeah, let's take that one. Shit. Uh, <laughs> Marvel. Oh, I'm a big fan of Batman. Shit. Uh, I'll say DC just because I'm, I'm a big fan of Batman. So, DC. Okay. Uh, favorite podcast? Uh, the Three Count Podcast. Duh. Right? Yeah, it's not like we don't have this like marketed everywhere around this screen. Yes. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Mm, Aaron Work. I like it. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this podcast. Favorite curse word? Uh, shit. It's a great word. It's super yeah. universal. <laughs> yes, of course. 
<laughs> Listen, so those are all my heavy hitting questions. So the last thing I need from you is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. All right. So are you talking like social media? Are you talking like yeah. wrestling, both social media. social media? Okay. Social media. You can, you can find me on YouTube, which I'm, I'm trying to get better with my YouTube account, but you can see a lot of my uh, top matches on there. Um, I, and then I always mention this as well. I do have a Facebook like personal page and also have a Facebook fan page. So again, I try to keep a fine line between fans as fans and then, you know, my friends. So uh, just out of respect, if you don't mind hitting the like button on the Facebook page, that'd be great. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Landon Hail 3. You can also find me at Twitter at Hail Yeah 3. And, um, and then you can also, uh, I just dropped a new uh, merch on, or I dropped new merch, new shirt. There we go. On uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, prowrestlingtees.com slash Landon Hill, and you can get your new the good doctor shirt. Um, and I believe that is it. Well, there you go. He gave it a handles. He told you where you can find him. Here's the thing. All right. Like every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take it home. Cause this is the three count podcast presents now entering. And I'm your host Clifford red dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And like every good shepherd, which I like to think I am, it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring and who's entering the ring. You see him right there, the good doctor himself, Landon Hale. And you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there. Or you're legitimately following us on all of, us, all of our social media platforms. You're even buying RT on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the 3 Cow Podcast. You're subscribed to all of our YouTube channels. You're subscribed to all of us and following us on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. You're even telling your friends about us. You're commenting. You're sharing everything that we have. You're doing all this cool stuff or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro and then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn the notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.